Hi, everyone. This is Kumar Datatrain with Agile Meridian, and we're live for another Agile short with my good friend and colleague, Michael Franz. Uh, Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Kumar. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, um, I'm a servant leader, uh, currently working as an enterprise agile coach, supporting uh, several clients, but uh, working with you at, at one in particular, um, you know, just uh, really trying to help people do their best work, help organizations uh, adapt to this crazy, crazy world we're in. And of course, with a focus on on people and empowering people. Right. That's great. So is, is that your title, servant leader? That's the one I like to use. I mean, officially, I guess I'm an enterprise agile coach or a portfolio coach, uh, a transformation agent, uh, change agent, you know, depending. But um, yeah, the, the one that I like to introduce myself as a servant leader. Absolutely. Interesting. So, I mean, how does that play out when you say I'm a servant leader? How do people react to that? Uh, a lot of times they they wonder what that what I mean by that, right? What what, what do you mean? Where where's your focus? And if they've if they've been in transformation or they've been doing agile transformation for any amount of time, they they generally understand, um, you know, what my my role is. My role is not here to tell people what to do. It's just let's experiment together. Let's take some best practices from the industry and 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 let's maybe find a way to use them, right? And really just serving other people's needs and goals um, as a facilitator of success for them. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I, I mean, our, today's topic is really about meetings, um, and our title, of course, is no more meetings. Um, and I know, you know, in this remote environment where everyone is, most everyone is working from home, it can be really tough because you're constantly on, uh, you know, moving from one meeting to another. And so the common refrain in these meetings is, you know, we can't get anything done. We've got to do our work after work hours. We have to, you know, we have to, um, it, it's just a really grueling day. If you're sitting in front of your computer pretty much all day going from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. And so we thought we would talk about maybe some alternatives to meetings, it's traditional meetings where you, you invite a, lot, a bunch of people and you have a topic and you just talk about it. So what are your thoughts around that? Well, I, I certainly agree. We have way too many meetings. There's a, there's so much pressure on our time. Um, you know, when you think about um, the COVID world or post-COVID or whatever it is we are, um, we, we're, we're online all day and, and we still have the same delivery expectations of execution that we've had prior to this. And yet every bit of communication is in some kind of remote meeting. Uh, and so, you know, that cuts into all of the the things that um, that um, uh, we need to get done, the collaboration that needs to take place, the the um, uh, deeper thinking on 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 the work that we're trying to do, those kinds of things. And then, of course, right. we've got to write some code if we're in technology or we've got to do we've got to do some things right. Do some planning, plan some work, uh, do some roadmaps, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's. It, we're seeing it everywhere. We're seeing a, a people crying out for help saying, you know, listen, please, no more meetings, <laughs> no more, you know, I can't get my work done. And then of course, in, in our industry, we're trying to coach people, train people um, and, and show them something a little different or new to do. There's no time for that because they're yeah. in all these meetings. So what do we do? Right. And so one of the things that we're trying is um, this idea of asynchronous meetings um, and asynchronous communication is not really new, right, uh, uh, Coach Michael? 
No, no. Email's been around a long time. <laughs> exactly. Email is the, the earliest, well, I guess letters, mail. I don't know if anyone mails letters anymore, but certainly when you mail a letter to their loved ones or maybe not so loved ones, um, it's a form of asynchronous communication. You compose it, you send it off, and you know you're the, the party that's receiving it gets it days, weeks later, and they respond right eventually. And so, what we're thinking, what we're talking about, really, is asynchronous modes of communication for meetings. So, um, might seem like, well, how do you do that? Because you need people. You need people in the meeting. Um, what What are your thoughts around that? Well, yeah, I think I think that's the challenge, right? When we when you think about um, how do I get this information across to the to the people that I need to get it to, and how do I get a response? How do I get how do I, how do we have decisions made? That's what we're we're worried about when we're meeting, right? Those are the kinds of things. And asynchronous is saying, listen, can we maybe can we do some of that stuff? Um, you know, instead of meeting face to face and adding another, can we? Is there another way to have the, that kind of meaningful conversation? Um, maybe even some decision making, maybe even some, you know, record keeping um, of, of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And so I think I think we should, you know, it's it's one of many tools, obviously, um, and as we're trying to reduce the meeting load and, and the, the drain on everyone's time. But we certainly need to explore that as a as a capability or a, a methodology. Yeah. So maybe it's important for us to sort of define what is an asynchronous meeting and what is a synchronous meeting. Right. So a synchronous meeting. It's simple. It's like it's it's the meetings that you go to every day, all the time, mm -hmm. every, multiple times a day. Right. You're in a um, physical or virtual space with other people that have been invited into that meeting. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's an agenda. There's a purpose. There's a desired outcome. There's a facilitator, maybe a note taker. Mm -hmm. And you discuss whatever the topic of the meeting is and you hopefully come to a uh, mutually agreeable uh, conclusion, right? Where there's some decisions that are made. Um, what about asynchronous? What parts of those um, don't happen and, or do they all happen? Well, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing about asynchronous is you're not um, face to face, right? The idea isn't we're going to bring everyone together into one place and, and hash these things out. We're going to do it in a different way, whether it's a Teams chat or an email or, um, you know, so many different tools. Slack is a great one that's out there that really empowers conversation. Right. But yeah. not necessarily not everyone together at the same time. Asynchronous is, mm -hmm. is saying get to it. At, you've got a time frame, but get to it when you can. Maybe, you know, in between one of those other meetings or you, you can set a time side time for it. Right. Yeah, you're right about the tools. The tools have really pro proliferated over the past couple of years and gotten more robust, more powerful. I know I use um, um, the video feature in Trello to record short little videos for people I work with that are, you know, 13 hours in a different time zone, 13 hours away. And um, um, that's how we communicate because we only have a limited amount of face to face, you know, synchronous time um, that you know, we sometimes don't even need it because we've been communicating asynchronously pretty much the whole day. I might leave a short video, I might get a short video back, and it seems to work for us. Um, but you're right, I think all the elements of synchronous meetings exist in asynchronous meetings. It's just a medium that's a little different. So instead of um, inviting everyone into a common shared space, 
you invite people into a common shared asynchronous space where people can leave their thoughts, their comments, their um, um, their decision points or their recommendations or whatever it might be. But all the other elements of a meeting are true. There's still uh, purpose, right? We are here to decide on X. There is an agenda. We need to talk about these five agenda items. And there's ideally some sort of a outcome that you're looking to gain uh, from the meeting. And then it's about a time limit, right? So that doesn't drag on for a month. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of the key um, aspects of asynchronous meetings that if you let it, it'll just keep going and there won't be any resolution. Um, and so there's a time limit. So, you, 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 you know, you know, there's I would say that um, there's probably a, um, a learning curve here, right, to get people used to asynchronous meetings. Absolutely. And there's a culture requirement as well. You know, it has to be OK to, to do that. Right. You have to you have to feel like you're, you're still contributing. You know, one of the things that I really like about asynchronous you know, kind of an earlier comment that I made where I said, you know, some of the pressure is you don't when you're doing synchronous meetings and so many of them as well, you just don't have the time to really think about uh, and come to some deeper conclusions about the material that you're discussing. A lot of times mm -hmm. you're on the spot. You you weren't ready for the meeting to begin with. Or if you were, it's one of 20 today. So I will get, you know, it, it only gets this little bit of attention. Yeah. Asynchronous allows you to to really think through whatever that agenda is, right? If you've got an agenda set up and, and there's a time frame, a time box to get it done, you can really think through and give some valuable insight, uh, you know, to whatever the topics you're discussing. It gives, it gives time for that. And I think we're getting, you know, higher quality results that way. Yeah, that's a good insight. You know, the meetings that we all go to every day, day after day, hours on end, um, I, I question how, you know, I don't question. I, I just don't think they're very productive. People are multitasking. They're probably <clears throat> doing work that they haven't been able to get to because they're in all these meetings, right? And so you may have 20 people or 10 people in a meeting and there's two people talking, right? right? And so it's essentially a waste of those other eight people's time that are in there. And I, I really do think that asynchronous meetings help involve more people because they have more time to involve themselves when they have the time they can review the agenda they can share their thoughts they can review the thread of information that's already there and they can be more more engaged in the outcome of that meeting um what about some pitfalls of asynchronous meetings yeah, obviously there's there's going to be pros and cons. So I think, you know, one of the cons that really, I think the very first one that stands out to me is just if you don't have a time box or an expectation of a time range, we're going to, you know, you have this much time to get this conversation yeah. or this asynchronous decisions made or something, it will go on forever. And, you know, people have to, they have to make part of their culture, their daily work ethic to to and you know to engage that way. Otherwise, you know you may not get a timely answer. You 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 know and and that may mean that it's not the right topic for an asynchronous meeting. You right. know there there's a there's there's a time and place for for this tool. So um, you know that stands out to me as being one of the big challenges. Is you know when am I going to get my answers or when am I going to get the knowledge that I need from the engagement? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great point, right? So the, the pitfalls, of course, is the time if if there is if there's 
no time boundary, then <clears throat> you'll probably just keep going without a without a uh, resolution. You'll have to call a meeting, a synchronous meeting, to get there, and right. that will probably backfire, and people just won't want to do it. You know, let's let's just do a meeting. It's just easier, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I'd say the key aspects of of uh, running an effective asynchronous meeting, like you said, set a deadline uh, to review the agenda, for, for instance, like if you put out the agenda and say, okay, by uh, 4 p.m. today, please, everyone have your comments back about the agenda. Uh, are there any other items that you want to add? Uh, any, any status that you want to share? Anything else that you want to discuss in the meeting? And then it's for the facilitator. Um, oh, that's a key point. There needs to be a facilitator for it, just like it there Always. is uh, for a synchronous meeting. If, if you're running the meeting, the asynchronous meeting, you are facilitating the asynchronous conversation just as if it was synchronous, right? So you are uh, keeping notes, keeping track of decisions, uh, maybe probing with questions for people that have left their thoughts or comments in the uh, whatever tool you're using to run it, Slack, Trello, whatever it might be. Okay. And the, another key thing is, you know, just like in synchronous meetings, we don't do this really all that well as facilitators, I don't think, is involving everyone in the meeting, right? In asynchronous meetings, it's absolutely critical to get everyone to respond, right? So make that response mandatory. Yeah. Anything else you can think of in terms of rules of asynchronous meetings? Well, I, I think you hit a really important part there when you were talking about making sure everyone has a voice. You know, we, we as facilitators, professional facilitators, we're constantly trying to do that in synchronous meetings, you know, and it's hard. It's hard work, especially the more people you have. Right. And, and you know, if you think about from their perspective, a lot of people just don't want to speak up. Sometimes it's because they, they don't feel like they have the right information. Sometimes they're lost in the crowd. The beautiful thing about asynchronous is for those kinds of people who may um, have some challenge, some insecurity or some distraction to speak up in that synchronous. This is a, a great it makes yeah. it easier for them. They can they can take the time. They can speak carefully through writing right through their words within the asynchronous format. And you're going to get, I think, um, uh, if it's facilitated, you, your point, you have to have it facilitated. You're going to get that engagement easier than you would in a synchronous meeting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and you think about, you know, you hit on making make response mandatory that goes back to that kind of culture of empowerment that says, look, if you're part of an asynchronous meeting, everyone, the goal is everyone must write something. Right. Whether you yeah. whether it's just a, a, a an agreement with someone, that's that's the minimum, uh, the minimum entry, if you will. But we expect everyone to, to partake in that and, and have a voice. Right. Um, and, I think and, that's really powerful. Yeah. And I think I think the what I didn't say and I should have is. Just like, just like with synchronous meetings, psychological safety is super important. So it is with asynchronous meetings, right? So the first thing is, is when you share an asynchronous meeting agenda, you share the purpose and you ask people, the people that have been invited, do you have something to contribute to this topic? And if they don't, they can take themselves out, right? Because why require people to respond and participate in a meeting that they have no interest in or they have no value to bring right um, and that's true for synchronous meetings as well in fact mm -hmm. that's even more important with synchronous meetings is that um, the people that, that are there if you have a meeting on a regular basis with 12 people and two people three people are talking 
you know, I, you, I would question my, my uh, the invitees and say, do you guys really need to be here? Um, I mean, not it's again, not a knock on the nine people that aren't participating, but perhaps they don't need to be there. Perhaps it's just a smaller meeting, right? Three or four people. And that's true for asynchronous as well, right? Get the right people in the room so they can make decisions and move forward. The faster you can make decisions, the better. Agree. And, 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 you know, that goes into a whole nother, we could have a whole nother conversation on, you know, healthy meeting etiquette and, and, and having the right people and not forwarding it to everybody and their best friends, <laughs> uh, you know, having that very focused meeting, but it, it applies in asynchronous as well. And I think yeah. you made that point. I mean, we just have to be um, very focused and, and, and we want the people that can contribute. And if they can't, they don't need to be there. They really right. don't. You know, one, one of the, ways I see asynchronous meetings really helping synchronous meetings is to do all of that diver, uh, divergent activity where you're sort of collecting ideas from a group and you're, you're uh, collating the ideas and you, and, and you say the purpose is to decide on, I don't know, whatever it might be, decide on, on a color scheme for the website. And, you know, all these opinions come in and you, you start to collate them and, and, and you start to whittle them down until you have a few options, you know, five or six options. At that point, you can do one of two things. You can continue the asynchronous route and you can have people vote on the color choice that, mm -hmm. you know, really resonates with them. Or you can take the people and say, hey, let's get together and have some face-to-face -face time and really talk about why these five are the options that you came up with and which should we use for our, our website, our branding or whatever it might be. And so it's a way to when you get into that synchronous meeting now, you have a lot of data and you have a lot of um, uh, goodwill and mm -hmm. um, sort of investment into the meeting already has taken place. Right? People are there to engage and make a decision. And I've seen where that really works well. You do a lot of the grunt work offline or mm -hmm. asynchronously, and then you come together for a short meeting to say, yay, we did it. Awesome meeting. Let's go. <laughs> and and that's that's a great example. And and also the inverse of works works as yeah. well, which I'm just I just did as I did a, a team charter with a new team that's forming for continuous improvement, right? And so we did exactly what you described in reverse. We right. came together and we did the bro brainstorming because you know you you may think if you're thinking about asynchronous, oh, what happens to collaboration? Aren't we supposed to collaborate? Well, yeah, of course. So we came together and collaborated, did the brainstorming. And then when it came time to do the tedium, right, to take all of the voting and the, the brainstorming topics and craft them into a charter, into a working agreement, we did that asynchronously. Uh, and then, you know, even and suggested, hey, do we need to come together again for a quick 10 minutes or 30 minutes to ratify this? And the answer was, no, we can do it right here asynchronously. And yeah. everyone was comfortable. So you can do it either way. You can have your collaboration up front if that's appropriate, or you can have your collaboration at the end, um, you know, depending on what kind of work or problem you're trying to solve. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is meant to be an agile short, so we'll probably cut it short here. Um um, here in a minute. So just in conclusion, I recommend, highly recommend that all of you try this out, this technique, and think about the rules, you know, the main rules of, of, uh, of any meeting. You need a purpose, you need an outcome, you need a really strong and crisp agenda, and you need to do some digging and identify who needs to be in the meeting and um, give them an out if they don't have anything to contribute. If they do accept your meeting, synchronous or not, 
then it's about reviewing that purpose, the agenda, the outcome, um, and the reason to be there. And make sure that you are, um, you are being very transparent about what the work is that this group of people is going to do. And it, there's no difference between synchronous and asynchronous in that point. The rules for asynchronous, though, where it starts to shift a little bit, is ensuring or requiring a response from uh, your participants within a short window of time, hours to maybe at most a day, right? And uh, have some form of keeping track of decisions and conversations, Slack, whatever your tool, Teams, whatever tool you're using, and, and share the notes with the group. I can't think of anything else. I think that's pretty much it. Did I forget anything, Mike? No, I think you. I think you nailed it. You know, and 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 I'll say this about all forms of communication: always remember to be careful with context that you're communicating, uh, because it can it can be taken the wrong way. Or you you know, we want to make sure that we have an open mind to that, and that we understand that our writing should be emotionalist uh, as if we can. Yeah. And if you're comfortable being in front of a camera, then I would say, you know, um, uh, the visual is worth much more uh, than the words, because it, like you said, the words can be misconstrued. Um, and so um, I would just record a short video, two minute video and say, hey, Mike, you know, I was working on such and such yesterday. And and I noticed that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, whatever it is, right, the message you're trying to convey is is much, much easier to understand when you leave a video message, right? Um, so try it. It doesn't hurt to try. So um, any parting thoughts from you, Michael? No, I, I think I think you you nailed it. Test and learn. And in this world, uh, especially now with uh, this full-time remote world that we're, we're in, in the technology industry, um, we need to find new ways. We need to find new ways to communicate and, and to maximize, you know, our time with one another and how we're communicating. So thanks for awesome. uh, having me. Of course. Yeah. I hope to hope to see you again in, in the near future. All right. So there's, there's our agile short, you know, no, you can't get away from meetings. You can't get rid of them altogether, but I bet you with asynchronous meetings, you can cut your meetings by at least half and make up a lot of time that you're spending in these meetings. So with that, thank you very much for watching and we'll see you again in our next episode. Bye-bye.